Welcome to episode 42 of Everything Sports with Aman and Evan. I'm your host, Aman And we talked about the hottest topic in sports, sports the past week. And in today's episode, we're not going to assess the Harden and Ben Simmons situation. Now that both of them have reported to their respective teams, then we're going to be talking about the NBA All-Star event. Because as we're talking right now, the Rising Stars game is going on. And then, we are going to be going down the list of the top 10 NFL free agents and where they can go if they can stay and leave their team for better opportunity. But, before we start the episode, make sure to go follow our Twitter because we have posted a lot in the past week, more than recently. Friday. So without further ado, let's get it started with the James Harden and Ben Simmons situation. What do you think is going on there? Yeah, uh, I find it very interesting that the Sixers actually lost by, what was it, like 40, was it 40 points the other day? 48. Yeah, 48 points. That was very interesting. Uh, um. Obviously, you expect them to play a lot better. But, yeah, I mean, this, the trade was very interesting for them. Um, they lost some depth, obviously, in, with uh, Seth Curry and uh, Dwight Howard, right? Yeah. Not Trey so, Drummond. Or then Drummond. What is it? I think it's Dwight Howard. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Uh, but, yeah, um, I didn't think they were that bad. I didn't think they were by 48 points. But, obviously, they rebounded in the next game. Yeah, against uh, the Bucks. I mean, teams have losses like those sometimes, and then all you can do is move on. But, I mean, does it show a lack of depth? I don't know, but continue. Yeah, so I, I found that very shocking. Um, definitely doesn't seem like a place Harden to want to be in <laughs> losing by 48 points. Exactly. Um, obviously, obviously he, he can't make you that much better to get you out of the hole. But, yeah, well, obviously they're a really, really good team. You all know that. Um, they have arguably the MVP right now, Joel Embiid. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see um, him play with James Harden. Um, we, obviously, we haven't seen it yet. Um, I assume it'll be coming in the next few weeks. And then also for Ben Simmons, uh, I thought he was going to play pretty quickly. Uh, we've heard that he's, con- he's been conditioning this whole entire time. So to not see him on the court is definitely interesting, but Obviously, it'll take time for him to get to adjust to replaying again, and then also playing with KD and possibly Kyrie. Um, I think it'll be interesting actually for him to see what he will do with Kyrie on the court, because guys put the ball in their hands on offense. Even even uh, KD does too. Um, so it'll be interesting to see who facilitates the offense. Exactly, and. For example, in KD's case, they got their depth. They actually got the perfect player, in my opinion. They got what they needed. Seth Curry gives you offense, but then Andre Drummond gets 20 rebounds in his sleep. I believe he just got 19 or something like that the other day. So, I mean, like I said, the Nets got what they got and i'm not sure if i said this 
on our NBA trade deadline episode right after the deadline. I'm not sure if I said it then, but I'll say it again. I'm not going to call the Brooklyn Nets contenders until Kyrie is vaccinated. Because you just saw with Kevin Durant now out because he plays simply too much. He keeps saying he wants to play as many minutes as possible. But when that happens, this is why you get injured. That is why. Because you're putting your body through so much, you're exerting so much on your body, and then you get injured and you're costing your team. Now, the Nets were competing for that top spot in the East, and all of a sudden, after that, I believe it was a 10 or 11 game losing streak, I'm not sure, all of a sudden, the Nets are the 8th seed. Obviously, when Kevin Durant comes back, you expect them to do well in the playoffs, but I don't know if they can do it because you need to build chemistry. Kyrie's vaccine situation just makes it that much more weird because playoff seven-game series, it's honestly very weird because without Kyrie, without KD, well, let's say KD plays, you're going to be on the road for three games against Chicago or Miami. I think that's a very tall task. DeMar DeRozan is on an MVP level right now. Miami Heat, always consistent most of the time. So I honestly think Kyrie needs to get vaccinated until you can start talking about the Brooklyn Nets even getting to the Eastern Conference, let alone the championship. Ben Simmons says his mental health is getting better. I don't know. I hope he didn't make that up to get out of Philly because all of a sudden this trade happens and your mental health is getting better. I honestly get it because, I, like I said, fans are passionate about their teams, but sometimes they're overpassionate. I think that was the case for Philly. It's not just Ben Simmons' fault. Sixers had like a 26-point lead in one game and a 17-point lead in one game or like that. It's not just Ben Simmons' fault. You can't blame the guy for so much. And when the city doesn't like you, obviously your mental health is going to go down. I hope he didn't make it up. Doesn't seem like he did. Now James Harden. If you get Houston James Harden, the Sixers are making it to the championship. If you don't get Houston James Harden, who's committed to basketball, then you're not going to win the championship. As simple as that. And James Harden needs to continue his MVP streak because he's doing all of this without a second star, really. And sometimes when you add a star like Harden, it takes away the scoring that Embiid will give you, takes away the scoring another star will give you. So both trades seem interesting. Ben Simmons is eyeing the Sixers' Nets game to return. What a game that will be to return. So it's crazy. It's honestly crazy. And any more well, thoughts on this trade? Yeah, I want to go back to what you said about Kyrie getting the vaccine. Yeah, you, you need Kyrie to get the vaccine. Um, you have to get or either that or you have to keep coming up the standings because you need that home court advantage to uh, have Kyrie play as many games as possible. If you don't have that, you're going to put yourself in a really tight hole, like you said. So, yeah, I think it's very, very important that he gets the vaccine for them to be contenders 
Many people are discussing if the Nets are the favorite now. If Kyrie's not there, they aren't the favorites. They simply aren't the favorites at all. You can call the Suns the favorites. You can call the Warriors the favorites. You can call the Sixers the favorites. You can call the Bucks the favorites. And I'll even put Miami and Chicago in there above Brooklyn. I don't see them doing well in the playoffs. If Kyrie and KD aren't healthy. KD is healthy. You'll get a shot at the Eastern Conference Finals. But you're not getting past there. Eastern Conference Finals. Honestly, when all the playoffs happen, and it'll be a live stream, me picking my NBA playoff bracket. If Kyrie is not vaccinated by then, which it doesn't look like he will be, I'm not even going to pick the next going to the Eastern Conference Finals. And I am serious about that statement. No matter who they play, no matter who they're going against, no matter who they have, they aren't going to the Eastern Conference Finals. Whereas the Sixers... They have a legit shot. So you agree with that statement? I know it's a big one for some. Yeah, I totally agree with that statement. Um, yeah, sticking if they stick where they're at right now, or at least around there, they're going to have a really, really tough matchup against probably either Miami, uh, Chicago, or Philadelphia. And there's no way they're getting past either of those teams. And maybe the Bucks might come as the fourth, the fourth seed. I'm going to play the Bucs, too. So, yeah, there's no way they're getting past any of those four teams. Even then, if you beat one, you're still not going to win the next round, maybe, potentially. Yeah. So. Yeah, you're going to run into all of those teams at least once or twice, once or two of them. So. Yeah, even though the East has relatively weaker records than the West, that just means the East has more competition now because first and Fifth place are separated by two and a half games. So, with that, we will go to a slightly more casual subject, I would say. NBA All-Star events have gotten underway with NBA Celebrity Game happening. I don't know if we're going to talk about that much. Just celebrities. Playing basketball. Miles Garrett did pretty well, but his team still got shellacked. But now, as we're talking, I guess we can just start talking about the rising stars. Kuminga replaces Dort, who is injured. Seems like Team Isaiah made it to the final round and then. Team Payton and Barry are actually tied 42-42 as we're talking right now. New formats to each of the events. So, I mean, it makes it more interesting. I liked how the Rising Stars game is now. So, because now you're getting so much more talent from around the world outside of the United States. So, I think this revamp format is definitely better. Kuminga definitely got snubbed, but he's in now to replace Dorothy. What are your quick thoughts on the Rising Stars? Yeah, I totally agree with you. The format is really, really cool. Um, yeah, it, it gives you um, an opportunity to see all these young stars you might not see uh, all the time. Um, like most most fans in the NBA, they only focus on their team. 
So, yeah, it gives him a chance to finally see some other guys um, that could be stars in the league. Um, and, yeah, I think it's – I mean, obviously, they don't play much defense in, in these games, but it's just really fun to see them just show off <laughs> and just goof around, but also play a little bit seriously and show off their actual skills. Yeah. It's a good point. Like these teams, sometimes these players ride the bench more so, and they could actually get more minutes out of these games because maybe coaches and, and GMs recognize these young players doing this much. So that brings us to our next subject NBA Saturday night, which is. The three-point contest, skills challenge, and the dunk contest. So Saturday, yep, NBA All-Star practice, just practice. HBCU Classic and the NBA. This is great strides to showcase what black people have to offer. I'm not... I'm I'm just saying it like HBCUs, historically black colleges and universities. This is great strides towards diversity because we live in a world where NFL we know has problems with that. And NBA is a really good example of the amount of diversity they have. Because people of all color are playing in the NBA. And then a lot of people are still coming from around the world, like Joel Embiid, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Nikola Jokic, Luka Doncic, and many others I didn't name that have come from around the world and are doing really well in the NBA. So their strides towards diversity is clearly something the NFL should learn from. That's exactly what I was going to (laughs) say. Yeah, the NFL is centered way too much around just America. Like, it's literally limited just America. There's no other team in Canada, like all the other leagues. Um, You don't see many international players at all. I don't even know if there are any. Um, But, yeah. Yeah, the NFL definitely can learn from the NBA. Yeah, yeah. I agree, like... They're trying to go to Germany and everything, but I feel like with the draft combine and players only getting recognized through like American colleges, I think that's what makes it hard for players around the world to know about the NFL and to think of it as a legit career. Because I think there's so many complicated parts of becoming an NFL player internationally. Like, if you're not traditional with going through camps, going to colleges, the draft combine. And to your point, I think it's challenging. And so the NBA has done a really great job of having leagues around the world, like the European League. I believe there's a Spanish League too. There's so many other leagues that the NBA has to offer. And these players that... Players get recognized playing internationally, like Facundo Campazzo, Luka Doncic is one too. Joel Embiid, I believe, he got an opportunity. 
opportunity through Luke and Bob Mute's camp to come to the States, and then the rest is history. So NBA does a really great job. Taco Bell Skills Challenge. It's three teams. I'm not sure of the format. Well, it's like challenge points based on the first three rounds, which is team shooting, then team passing, and then team relay. The three teams are the Cleveland Cavaliers, obviously because we're in Cleveland. So Jer Allen, Darius Garland, Evan Mobley. The Antetokounmpo's, Alex Antetokounmpo, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and Thanasis Antetokounmpo. I don't know how they're going to do in the shooting round per se, but we'll see. And then the Rooks, Scotty Barnes, Kate Cunningham, and Josh Giddy. I know we haven't done predictions at all, but I think the rookies are going to get this one because they can simply shoot. Because if shooting is a one round, I think that's where they have the edge by far. What do you think? Yeah, I, I really agree with you. Uh, I feel like the rookies are definitely the best all-around team. You know, you got the shooting, you got the passing, and you got um, you got, I mean, you got all around and everything. And then, obviously, with Beth Antetokounmpo's, um, they're not exactly the fastest guys. Um, sure, they have long legs, so it might help them a little bit, but they're still not the fastest. And then, obviously, yeah, they can't shoot very well. And then, I mean, the, the Cavaliers might put up a little bit of a fight, um, but I feel like the slight lack of shooting from Jared Allen and and Nomi a little bit will give them a slight disadvantage. Yeah, it's like each player has 30 seconds to shoot from five different spots on the court, ranging from 10 to 30 feet. So the team with the highest team score will win round one and earn 100 challenge points. I mean, it depends on how many shots are made. I don't think it's you have to make all of them. I'm not sure it's a new format for everyone, so. That's the skills challenge and then more entertaining one. So that was the first event, second event. About the Mountain Dew three-point contest featuring Desmond Bain, Luke Kennard, Zach Levine, CJ McCollum, Patty Mills, Carl Anthony Towns, Fred Van Vliet, and Trey Young. I mean, there's no Stefan here, which is fine. I mean, Steph's won this twice now. I feel like when he retires, they should just name the award instead of some Mountain Dew three-point contest. It should just be like Stephen Curry three-point contest. He's a three-point king. He will be for a while. I think this is still wide open. Like, Carl Anthony Towns is in there. Big men have been very sneaky in, like, the skills challenge and everything in the previous format. So, I think... I'm not going to predict here again. I think it's a pretty wide open field, in my opinion. I think because of the deep shot, actually, I'd probably say like Trey Young, and I'd actually put in Carl Anthony Towns as your favorites, to be honest. Yeah, I think it's going to be a pretty fun one. Like you've been saying, it's going to be pretty close. Uh, all of them are obviously great three point shooters. And then, yes, I do agree that. They should name it Steph Curry uh, three-point contest or something or whatever. Uh, he's obviously the best three-point shooter of all time. Uh, and I think, I don't know, I, I kind of feel like Destin Bain's going to win this one. He's been outstanding this season. 
you know, I traded him our, in our fantasy league. Didn't think he was going to be that great um, after his uh, after he started popping off uh, early in the season. But he's been so good this season. Um, I honestly can't believe it. So I think he might actually take away this three-point contest. I agree. I didn't mention him. And then now the NBA dunk contest featuring Jalen Green, Juan Toscano Anderson, Cole Anthony, and Obi Toppin. I'm honestly biased towards Juan Toscano Anderson. All of these guys have pops, man. I honestly hope it's going to be very entertaining. The Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon one was the best dunk contest ever, honestly, by far. So I just want it to be an entertaining one. So what do you think? Yeah. I, I really think it – I don't think it's going to be that entertaining personally. Um, maybe my hopes are just way too low. I'm not really sure. Um, I mean, obviously, we don't have any huge names in this dunk contest. But, yeah, like you said, they all got hops. Um, they can all probably dunk pretty well. Um, I personally rooting for JTA also. I don't think he's going to win at all. Um, a lot of people have Jalen Green winning, but I'm going to take Obi Toppin here. I think Obi Toppin's going to win this. Did he win last year or was that Anthony Simon? I think it was, that was Anthony. Yeah. Oh, what? All right. So. We will see what happens. And now we'll pivot to the NFL really quickly. It's going to be a slightly longer episode, but that's fine. Top 10 free agent just going down the list. Just going to rapid fire which teams we think they'll go to. Devontae Adams, wide receiver of the Green Bay Packers. I'm going to say to be decided because I think it depends on where Aaron Rodgers goes. And the Broncos are hiring so many coaches Aaron Rodgers likes to attempt to take him. So I think it depends on where Rodgers goes. Where do you think? Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. I'm really hoping it's the Broncos Broncos as a part Broncos fan. But I honestly think he's going to stay with the Packers. Agreed. So then where do you think Teron Armstead offensive tackle of the Saints will go? Uh, I think he's going to go to the Bengals. Uh, the Bengals need lots of offensive line help. Oh, um, We saw that, obviously, in the Super Bowl, in the playoffs. So, yeah, I think he's going to go there. I do, too. I mean, the Saints paid a, the back to Ryan Ramchick, their offensive tackle. So, I mean, they want Teron Armstead back, but the Bengals can lure him away just to alleviate some of the pressure Joe Burrow was under all year. I think that's going to be good for them. Chris Godwin, right receiver for the Buccaneers. Um, Tom Brady just retired, so that's going to be tough. But like teams like the Ravens and I guess the Packers who need wide receiver help clearly... Because Rodgers and Just Adams can't do it all. So, I mean, teams, I feel like quite a bit of teams need receivers. For example, I mean, 
The Panthers with Robbie Anderson, that's a curious case going on there because Anderson had a down year. And then I guess the the Broncos, I feel like, are fine. They seem like a playoff team every year, but then something happens. But, I mean, if the Jaguars and Lions somehow have enticing pitches to some of these free agents, I say you go after these players. Yeah, honestly, you can go anywhere. Um yeah, you know, he's had so many teams that need a wide receiver. Um, but I personally think he's going to stay with the Bucs. Um, I think they're going to find a quarterback that can at least get into the playoffs, and I think he'll stay with the Buccaneers. Do you think that Rodgers and Wilson aren't listed in here because... They aren't technically free agents. They could get traded soon. So you just never know. You truly never know. Yeah, it'll be very interesting to see where each of them end up this offseason. All right. So that's Chris Godwin, Von Miller for the L.A. Rams. Do you think the Broncos can lure him back? Uh, well, I mean, if if they sign, if they get Rodgers and Devontae, I don't think it's happening unless Von Miller takes a massive pay cut, which he might do. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he does, because uh, he already won two. We already run two ring. The he already won two rings, but I personally think he's gonna stay with the Rams and try to run it back. I do, too. We're just going to cut it short here. Just make it the top five free agents. Chandler Jones, edge rusher like Von Miller. For the Cardinals, I think, I believe he requested a trade from them before the season or something like that, but then exploded on the first game of the season. The Cardinals are interesting with what Kyler Murray is doing. I think Chandler Jones honestly leaves to another team because now that he's a free agent, and I don't know anything with the franchise tag situation, but I personally think he'll leave if it was an issue being with the Cardinals to start off with. Yeah, I have him going to the Patriots. Uh, I feel like they are they're lacking um, – they're lacking a, a star on the defense, defensive side. Um, they need that sort of leader to lead that defense. Although they weren't, they weren't that, they weren't, uh, they weren't bad last year. But I feel like they need that leader to get into the next level. That is quite interesting, actually. So, with that, thanks for tuning in to a relatively longer episode, but. That's fine. There was a lot to cover. I'm Amon. He's Evan. Remember, we start at, we upload at the start of the week on Monday, and then at the end of the week on Friday. Have a great weekend, and see you on Monday.